Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks Emergency Podcast. I'm Jay Zawoski with Mario Tirabasi. Patrick Kane, three-time Stanley Cup champion, and Blackhawks legend is headed to the formerly hated Detroit <laughs> Red Wings. If you're with us here on YouTube, make sure you smash that like button for us and subscribe to our YouTube page. If you're listening on the podcast, we thank you. We love you. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and make sure you are following or subscribed on your preferred podcast app as well. So, Mario, it has been the big speculation uh, all year long, all season long, basically since last season ended. Where is Patrick Kane going to end up? We have our answer. It is the Detroit Red Wings in terms just coming down. It's a one-year, $2.75 million deal. It is all salary. There is no bonus or anything in there. It is prorated. Uh, So he'll earn a little more than $2 million in the contract. So there it is, one year, two point seven five million. So clearly, Patrick Kane prioritizing not the money, but the opportunity to win. And yeah. that's kind of my first question: is does this make Detroit a cup contender? Well, they're already a playoff team. Uh, well, in a playoff position at American Thanksgiving, which statistically is a good place to be. Um, but I mean, I, I I think they were one of those bubble playoff teams coming into this year. A lot of like. We'll see what happens uh, with with the way that they construct constructed the roster and everything. But I think things have been going well for Detroit. I mean, I think the the Alex DeBrincat uh, trade is is working out for them. Uh, he's he's been playing well, uh, so that'll be a, a, a fun little uh, uh, nugget to. Uh, to watch with him and Kane reunited. I know this is now the, it seems like it's the Patrick Kane reunion tour. Now that he's leaving Chicago, it's him and Panarin and now him and, and Debrinket. We'll see if it uh, works out better, but yeah, I mean, I, I think theoretically, you know, this, this Detroit team is a playoff contender and you'd think bringing in Patrick Kane makes them better, but we'll, we'll see where he's at with his game after the hip resurfacing, resurfacing surgery. Um, you know, I, I, I use the term cup chase on Twitter and people, you know, were saying Detroit's not a cup contender. It's like, ah, well, OK, I mean, you get into the playoffs, anything uh, could happen. And uh, with Patrick Kane, um, best case scenario, he makes the team uh, significantly better. So, you know, I, I, I think anything is uh, is on the table. 
Well, it certainly makes them more interesting, and that's for sure. And you mentioned the hip resurfacing thing. I want to put a pin in that and get back to it later. And, you know, I yesterday I took a we – were, we were off anyway, so it worked out nicely, but I took an at-home sick day and just kind of laid around and, you know, so then slept in a little bit this morning and woke up to the, uh, the news that Patrick Kane had signed with Detroit. And as this whole thing had been going on, I'd been thinking to myself, how am I going to feel? when Patrick Kane signed somewhere else. Like, it was one thing to have him traded because you could at least say, oh, you know, they're getting assets back, and, you know, from a hockey standpoint, this makes sense. But now he's decided to go somewhere else. And of all places, Detroit, and for people my age and older, you know, I'm 45, and people older than me, like, the Red Wings were the main rival as we were growing up. I didn't know what my reaction was. Same here. Yeah. Same here. I'm I'm, I'm 33. It was up until they left the uh, Western Conference – I mean, they, they were number one on yeah. the uh, on the shit list. I just so I didn't know, and and you know the Red Wings were among the teams rumored, and I so as soon as I saw the news, my reaction was sort of how I had felt all along. It was kind of like, okay, it just the rivalry is kind of dead, and I feel like me and you, and I think a lot of Hawks fans, and and if you disagree or whatever your feelings are, share them in the chat with us. I think a lot of Hawks fans just have moved on from Patrick Kane. Like last year was the farewell tour for Kane. He had, as everyone knew, this was coming to an end. Those home games where he played really well and the crowd let him know how they felt about him and he had some great moments to close it out. I still wish that buzzer beater would have counted. I know, right? And how (laughs) funny is it that his buzzer beater doesn't count and Jonathan Taze does not score on the breakaway uh, to win that game. It would have been like perfect bookends that are Hawks' careers. Although it could have changed the course of history. Yeah, it's kind of good that neither of those things happened, <laughs> quite frankly. But I just, I don't know. I just kind of feel like, okay, I, I, it is it is a massive feeling of indifference for me. And if anything, it just makes me a little more likely when the wings are on ESPN Plus and I'm sitting on the couch at home, they might get priority over, over another game now for a while. That's about it, though. There's no bitterness or anger for me at all. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think the NHL... Uh, did a wonderful job of killing one of the best rivalries they had in in, in their league. Um, yes, they did. The the I mean, you think back to that final playoff series in 2013, where Brent Seabrook scores the OT winner. Like that might that may that if for some people that was bigger than winning the cup was was eliminating Detroit in Huge. dramatic fashion from from uh, from the postseason and. You know, that was like the exclamation point on the rivalry. Like that was the last time the rivalry between these teams felt heated. And yeah, maybe for the first few times they played them in in subsequent years after that, it was still heated. But, you know, once once both teams kind of fell off of that, like contention ship uh, path and they weren't playing each other eight times a year. um, It just it 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 started to lose the, uh, you know, lose the bite to it. And. I think for you know, for for historical sake, yeah, it's it's definitely still a rivalry, but I I think it's uh it's taken back seats to rivalries with the Blues and the Predators and um you know the, the teams that you face all the time, teams that you have you know s- still uh some 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 bitterness towards and, and animosity towards and and I think it feels different, uh it it also feels different knowing that like. I know we we talked on a, on a show back in July um, when it was like okay Patrick Kane's officially a free agent he's unsigned where is he going to go we talked about it and we were like well Detroit kind of makes sense yeah, I made a ton of so, sense so 
<laughs> so basically, basically, I, I know for me and, and for us, it feels like since July, it's kind of been like a slow simmer of like, he could end up in Detroit. And so now it's official. And I think that that has, at least for me, softened the like weirdness of it. It's still going to be weird. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot different than, than when Chelios went there back in the nineties. It's, I th- it feels a lot different than that. Uh, it's a good point, and and Brad brings it up in the chat and says, anyone booing a guy that brought you three cups is not very smart. This isn't like Chelios, <laughs> who never won anything in Chicago. Look, I think the Chelios thing is, it's very, it, it's it's obviously going to be the comp, and what's funny is we have our takeover the night Chris Chelios' jersey's retired, which will also be Patrick Kane's first game back at the United Center. What a night to have good, a takeover. <laughs> good uh, good internal decision by, by us and uh, – <laughs> And the all city network to say, Hey, that Detroit game should be a, a good day for a takeover. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like the Chelios thing is weird because if you look at that in, in hindsight and it took me a good 10, 15 years for me to get over the hurt of that as a fan mm-hmm. and look at it and say, wait a minute. I, I discovered this as I was writing my book. I'm like, wait a minute. The Hawks traded him. They came to him and said, we want to trade you. And he was like, all right, well, I guess you're trading me, you know? And, and that was sort of different. Whereas this is Patrick Kane choosing of 31 other available teams, choosing to go to Detroit. And it still doesn't feel bad to me, <laughs> you know, like Chelios, yeah. it took me decades to get over that decades mm-hmm. to get over that. And I don't know. And, and I don't know if part of it has to do with, you know, some of the off-ice stuff we dealt with early in Kane's career, which sort of prevented me from feeling too affectionate towards him. And then what we've learned about that that 2010 team in recent years with the Cal Beach thing has sort of taken some of the shine off those Stanley Cups a little bit. For Not everybody, but for me, and I know some others, it did that a little bit. But I don't know. Maybe it just doesn't hurt as bad because I wasn't so emotionally connected to Patrick Kane as I was to Chris Chelios. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for for me, I, I you know, if if I can speak to the uh, thirty five and younger generation of Blackhawks fans, that you know, a lot of it, a lot of the uh, the the core memories are from the you know Kane and Tay's era. I mean, Patrick Kane is forever a Blackhawk, no matter what jersey he he wears. Um, you know, it, I think it's very very safe to assume, especially after the hip resurfacing inju- uh, sur- surgery, uh, that. The majority, the vast majority of his career is going to be played in a Blackhawks sweater. I mean, he played for the Rangers for a, a cup of coffee. It's a one-year deal with Detroit uh, for for part of a season. So, you know, everything that he did in Chicago is going to be the the crux of his career. And uh, going to Detroit, uh, the way he left the team, it, it doesn't really change any of that. And I think for, I think, it, it, the, like you said, the comp is always going to be Chelios. I mean, he played half of his career in Detroit. He won two Stanley Cups in Detroit. Like he, it's he played longer in Detroit than he did in Chicago. Yeah, like it's insane. <laughs> yeah, after the age of what, like thirty five? Yeah, yeah, like it's it's crazy. So, um, you know, I I don't think we're going to get into a situation where it's just like Patrick Kane is going to all of a sudden become this like Red Wings legend and ingrained in the history of Detroit. Like I don't think we're going to run into a situation like that. Like he's always going to be a Blackhawk. Um, eventually when he gets into the hockey hall of fame, 
it'll be in a Blackhawk sweater. Like Marion Hosa went into the Hall of Fame. You know, if you look at his plaque, it's clearly a Blackhawk sweater. And and you know, I, I think that's uh I think those those memories and those achievements outweigh at this stage in time in the rivalry, outweigh the like, at least for me, outweigh the the weird feelings of it. And you know, as much as we've heard about his decision process, you know, going to a Western Conference team over time seemed like it was less and less of a of a likely outcome. Um, and then, you know, the idea of wanting to be, you know, close to family, limit travel as much as possible, it really weighed it down to like three teams. It was it was Detroit, it was Buffalo, and uh, I think Carolina was was probably in there. Yeah, I know uh, Florida, and I guess the I guess the Bruins made a late push yesterday. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Florida would have been, a, I think, a good fit, but also, you know, if you're trying to limit travel, Florida teams seem to travel almost the most uh, in in uh, in the NHL. Like they're they're one of the most traveled teams just because they're kind of like on an island in 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 the league geography. So. You know, it, it makes sense that, you know, Detroit a lot. Mario. It's a peninsula. Peninsula. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I took geography in college twice. Um, but, you know, Detroit, it's a, you could play almost all of their games on a, on a, on a, on a rail system to get there. Um, so I think that'll be good for him. I don't think he really has to do, you know, a ton of, uh, you know, moving around his family all that much. Um, we know his dad will love to be able to be at practices and games as much as possible. So, you know, from a, from a career uh, where his where his career is at now, where his where his personal life is at now, I think Detroit um, gives him the best opportunity to compete and have a, a good you know work life balance. Uh, probably the best one would have been Buffalo, but maybe he feels Detroit is the uh, is the better option, especially now knowing it's on a one year deal. Detroit is the better one-year option than Buffalo this season. Uh, we ran a poll on Twitter. We're also running this on YouTube, so if you want to vote on it, feel free. The question is, Patrick Kane's going to the Red Wings. How do we feel, Blackhawks fans? The options are sad, mad, intrigued, or meh. So far <laughs> on Twitter, meh has the lead at 47.5%, sad 25.7%, intrigued 181 and mad 8.7%. So, I don't know, just, it it just, I just think a lot of people have already emotionally kind of moved on from Patrick Kane. And look, like, it's a good mental health thing to do, right? Like, (laughs) I think it's also a safe assumption that the best of Patrick Kane is behind him. And Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people felt that way when Chelios left. And he was put into a situation where what was left of him could still be very effective because he wasn't asked to play, you know, 28 minutes, 29 minutes a night and lead the team in scoring and do all the things he was doing here in Chicago. Right. Kane's going to go there and provide a little bit of depth scoring for them, some power play help, but he's not going to have to carry the load offensively in Detroit either. So it, it, I don't know. It's going to be, they're going to be fun to watch. I'll give him that. I'll yeah. Him that. And I do think the league is better when Detroit's good. Yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, it's, it's better for the NHL when your original six are relevant. And for a while, Detroit wasn't relevant. Right. And neither were the Blackhawks. So, you know, I, I think the league will, would, would benefit from that. Um, you have to imagine Kane and Debrinket are going to get a look together, right? Like, oh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think he's making this move to not get an opportunity to at least try and play with Alex Debrinket again. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the hip resurfacing thing, 
is is an interesting angle because it he's not the first to get it, but he may be arguably the most high profile player to get the the uh, the procedure done and to try and come back and play. Um, our, our friend of the show, uh, Cam Robinson of, of Elite Prospects, put up a uh, uh, put up a tweet with some stats there, as you see here on the screen, it says NHLers post hip resurfacing surgery. Uh, four players have gotten it. Nicholas Backstrom, Carl Hagelin, Ryan Kessler, and Ed Jovanowski. Uh, Hagelin and Kessler post surgery did not play no games, obviously no points. Uh, Backstrom gave it a good college try 47 games played 22 points produced, but he this season has stepped away from the game for the foreseeable future. Uh, due to the you know the the, the post surgery uh, feelings that he's going through, and uh, Ed Jovanovski played 37 games after this surgery. So, I mean, he Kane's kind of on borrowed time with this surgery. It, it feels like, um, and he pushed it off, pushed off getting it done as long as he could. Um, and we saw his last few seasons here in Chicago. He wasn't exactly the same guy, and especially last year, he was not the same player that that he had been. So, the the hope and the prayer for Detroit fans is that you're getting a Patrick Kane who actually is rejuvenated, and not a guy who's going to give you 40 good games, and then it's over. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, if they can get where are we at in the season here, like roughly like the 20 game mark ish. This uh, tonight's game for the Blackhawks will be game number 20. Yeah, and I, it's safe to assume Patrick Kane is not playing the Red Wings next game. He's probably going to have to ramp up a little bit, get some practices in. They play <laughs> Chicago is in Detroit on Thursday. I, there's no way he plays that game. I mean, he, the reason that I think he the the reason that I believe he might be ready to go at least by Thursday um, is because he waited this long. If he had tried to, if he signed with Detroit in the offseason and was trying to play opening night, I don't think he would have been ready. So, from everything that we've heard out of Kane's camp from uh, from his agent Pat Persson, um, the reason that he was waiting was so that he could be 110% ready to go as soon as he did make a decision where he signs. So, I'm not going to be shocked if he plays uh, maybe, maybe the first game. I think they play to I think it might be back to backs. I don't know exactly Detroit's schedule, but um I would not be shocked if he's in the lineup on Thursday. Like thir- like think about the storyline of his first game, potentially his first game with Detroit is at home against the Blackhawks. Like that's pretty uh that'd be pretty good TV. Well guess what? Tomorrow uh the Rangers play or the Red Wings play at Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Of course. So maybe Patrick Kane was just lining this up perfectly. Oh, <laughs> god! I'm going to come back against the Rangers and the Hawks. Uh, that wow. would be something. I, I don't know. I mean, it's one thing to, like, be ready. And then, like, look, we see, like, Callum Blackwell, right, who's working his way yeah. back from injury, and he's been on the ice skating. And, like, we're, they've not even talked about him returning to the lineup yet. I mean, he's been skating, which is good. But, yeah, yeah I, but I, I, like, I, get what, I get what you're saying, yeah. Since we saw the tearful um, Callum Blackwell – you know, talking about how hard it was, which was all, like amazing and really like a ton of, you know, more emotion than hockey players usually show. Yeah. That was what, a month ago? Uh, Well, that was a few weeks ago. Yeah. Because yeah, so he, because I mean, a month, month ago was the beginning of the season. But yeah, I mean, he, um, buddy, a I month mean, ago he, it was Halloween. 
What's today? 28th. I don't know. I don't know anymore. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. About a month ago, let's say. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was, he was skating and then it was like, Hey, this doesn't feel right. Um, and so he, so he's, he's had a longer road back than I think he expected, but I think Kane has probably gone through that period of time. Um, cause he, he had this done, um, over the summer, right? Yeah. It would have been over the summer yeah. and, and, and now he's, you know, uh, getting, uh, he's, he's gone through the off season. He's, you know, we're a month and a half into the regular season. I, I think it's definitely, uh, you know, for him, uh, an, an elite level NHL player an elite level athlete, you know, these guys heal and recover and, and rehab differently than, than normal people. Um, so I think, you know, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he, he probably feels ready to go. And, and if he didn't feel ready to go, he wouldn't have signed. Cause, cause I think he knows there's a lot of pressure coming on him coming into a situation like this because, you know, he's, it's, it's kind of been this drawn out process. So I, I think it, he wouldn't want that extra pressure to be ready to go if he didn't feel ready to go. Well, I'm here for it. Come back as soon as he, I would love to see him back right away. It just I makes mean, it so, it makes it so interesting and intriguing. It'd be fascinating to see him come back play right away in back-to-back games against yeah two former teams <laughs> yeah that would be that would be crazy something. uh sarah volley has a little more info here on patrick kane he says two things that helped the red wings land kane number one gm steve eiserman flew to toronto to meet with kane face to face and number two the red wings broke up the debrinkit larkin raymond line last week setting up for a kane and debrinkit reunion so the lines they've been using recently it's been larkin valeno and raymond um and then you've got comfort debrinkit and rasmussen so I think you just either you move Debrinket and Kane up with Larkin, or you put Kane with uh, Debrinket and Comfer. Um, that's interesting. By the way, Kane. number eighty-eight is taken in yeah, by it, Daniel Sprong. <laughs> so you can't take his number <laughs> yeah. from him. No, it's I, I'm sure Patrick Kane will wear eighty-eight. I don't think Daniel Sprong has the uh, cachet to <laughs> keep eighty-eight. Well, he's going to get the cash to uh, to give it up here in a little bit. I bet. Yeah, probably. He'll get something yeah. out of that. So yeah, I mean that I I'll have to go back and look at it, but I, I think there might have been a year in the World Championships when Kane and Debrinket were were playing at the world championships because the blackhawks were in the playoffs might have been 2018 that i think larkin might have been their line mate i'll have to go back and look at that but that might have been a, a possibility so that would be interesting to see yeah that's that's interesting i know we got a super chat we got to get to uh from our friend cricket so if steve and i know you want to throw that up here cricket says detroit sucks with or without kane you'll never change my mind even if y'all are okay with this move thank you cricket well they, they always suck yeah it's I mean, just you know yeah, the, I wouldn't the, say I, I, we don't like him. It's just I don't know. I I didn't I like I said when I started the show. I didn't know how it was going to feel when the mm-hmm. news came, and all I can do is tell you how I truly feel, and I truly feel like okay, let's see how it right. goes. Interesting, you know. Yeah, it just doesn't have the it just doesn't have the heat behind it. Might maybe part of it is I'm not in college anymore. When Patrick when Chris Jellies was straight, I'm 45 with a child and other things going on in my life where hockey doesn't fire me up like it used to, at least emotionally. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It just doesn't, I feel like, I feel like we've all gotten our opportunity to say goodbye and appreciate Patrick Kane. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like I've, I've moved on, uh, you know, but still, yeah, Detroit sucks forever and always. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I think, 
the, not that it's something that I've experienced, but if you had like a long-term relationship and then you break up 10 years ago and then, you know, that, that X, you know, maybe you're just like, Ugh, I'm, I'm so done with them. And then 10 years later, you see they got married and, and have a nice house. And you're just like, oh, all right. It doesn't affect your life anymore. Right. Uh, but you're still not, you're still not like, oh, yeah. Like, you don't have that same kind of hate. There's like, all right, everyone's moved on with their lives. Yeah, it worked out um, for everybody. But it's still, but you're still not just like, oh, I wish I could have them back. Like, you know, that's the one thing I'm, I'm going to miss is uh, our, our $1 super chats. So yeah. I don't know what uh, young Daniel God's going to do with his life now, but uh, you know maybe he's got more time for his uh, his, his his upcoming marriage that's that's coming. Up. Think of how much nicer of a ring he could have bought had it not been for all the super chats. Yeah, that's five grand down the down the drain he there with all those super chats. Zirconia to diamond. That's all right. We appreciate <laughs> it. He'll find some other way to chip in. I'm sure. We're gonna have to figure out a new uh, a new one dollar for the jar. Oh, I have an idea. Hmm. <laughs> I, interesting we can talk about it off the air but did it develop else, this something else <laughs> i'm very tired of answering texts about yeah did it uh did it develop in the last 48 hours i would say so yes it did yeah yes it mm. did um all right before we wrap things up uh you want to give a favorite uh cane moment or two uh yeah i think i mean obviously the the, the cup runs are each uh special in, in in their own ways as far as you know memories as a as a blackhawks fan um first first uh blackhawks jersey uh that i had that had a player on it was uh pat was a patrick kane jersey um so i mean it's 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 definitely uh there's a lot of special uh memories along the way i i would say one of my um I'd say one of my favorites would be um, just because it's it's so fun to just go back and watch the highlights is uh, the shootout goal that he had against Jimmy Howard oh, and yeah. the Red Wings when the rivalry was really good. I think it was like a it was one of those like Wednesday like Wednesday night rivalry nights back on old NBC. Um, and he does. He's you know he comes in real slow, stick handle, stick handle, stick handle, stick handle, leg kick. J Howard bites on it, and he roofs it. And it's just like mm, quintessential Patrick Kane. Like just the 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 hands and shot that he had in his prime was just incredible. Best in the league at that time. Yeah, mine is uh, definitely the heartbreaker goal. Uh, double overtime against the Kings in 2013. Kane and Taves get a two on one, and Kane or Taves puts a perfect pass to Kane. Oh yeah, and who puts it just right underneath the top shelf uh, past Jonathan Quick and the Hawks are on to the Stanley Cup final. And it was very reminiscent of that very famous uh, goal by Steve Eiserman against the Blues where he scored uh, past and just like he goes nuts in the celebration. They yeah. had the same exact great camera shot from behind the goalie where you can see exactly how the puck goes in and Patrick Kane is basically looking you in the eye as the goal goes in. Just an incredible moment, an iconic moment from two of the greatest of all time uh, for the franchise. Yep. And, man, hopefully more of those to come with some of the guys that are here and that are coming down the pipe because yeah, there were so many, so many uh, great moments. But to me, that heartbreaker with the celebration and the significance of the moment and who, you know, initiated the play and against the Kings who were the thorn in the sides, it was just <laughs> such a great, great moment. But there were, there were a ton. 
And uh, his day is going to come here in Chicago where his number goes up, you know, right next to number seven and hopefully number 19 and number 88. And who knows what else will be up there uh, at the end of the day. But um, I know, boy, it would be something if he could play Thursday, wouldn't it? I'm I'm not going to be shocked. I'm not going to be shocked if it happens. But amazing, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, that 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 uh, that February game is is going to be interesting. I mean, you, you know, it's uh, it's supposed to be Chris Chelios's night, but man, you you're gonna have to do some special stuff for Patrick Kane too. And I think that that's, I think Chris will probably be okay with that given the circumstances. But I mean that. How do you not turn that night into just like a celebration of the rivalry between Detroit and Chicago, right? Like obviously highlighting all the good things that the Blackhawks are doing in the rivalry, but like Kane is there, Debrinkat is there. Um, I think Olimata's going to be in the lineup. Um, Probably. And then, you know, it's it's Chelios getting his number seven retired. Um I don't know how you don't have Marion Hosa in the building for that. Like, you know, another guy that played between Chicago and Detroit. Um, I don't know. I, 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 that, sure. Brad Richard. He also a Ranger too. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you don't, uh, how do you don't make that just like a big Chicago based celebration of that rivalry and um, just do it up big. I think that would, I mean, you know, if the Blackhawks want to do that, then, you know, you're, you're welcome for the idea. Um, cricket chimed in with our new dollar, a dollar for every Patrick Kane goal. How about a dollar for every time someone mentions that Patrick Kane scored? Sure. It might only be a dollar, but who knows? Someone also said a dollar for every time someone complains about Seth Jones. Sure. I mean, that'll get us some more. That'll that'll get us some more money. Yeah. (laughs) And I see Jason green has a comment for you, Mario, um, about Phil Kessel. He wants yeah. Phil Kessel back with the with the to sign with the Blackhawks. So convert the dollar to signing the other PK Phil Kessel. Yes, absolutely. I, so many people that are not Chicago based are saying, "Why aren't the Blackhawks signing Phil Kessel?" And I'm just like, "Yes, well, thank you." I mean, <laughs> I, it's not going to happen. No Davidson one, already no one said they're not him. doing it. No one is signing him, and I think that to me, that's like at this point, it's kind of an indicator of where the league thinks Phil Kessel is. I wonder if he was waiting for Kane to sign. And then now he's like, Ooh, I become the hot thing on the market. Could be, but waiting till almost December. And we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, thanks for doing this, uh, Mario. I know you had your hands full and your hands dirty. Um, Greg is at the United center right now covering the morning skate. So make sure you're tuned to his Twitter for any news coming out of the UC. And we'll be with you tonight after Blackhawks and Kraken. Thanks for joining us on this emergency podcast of the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. That was awkward. We all silly like the mayor.